Welcome to Third Republic's Women in Tech podcast. As part of the series, we'll be interviewing community leaders, experienced professionals and influential individuals around their experiences of pursuing a career in tech, as well as addressing what businesses and communities can do to encourage more women into the technology industry and informing the community by promoting awareness and creating more opportunities. We believe that most businesses understand that having a diverse workforce and leadership team that reflects its customer base will be more successful in delivering new and innovative products and solutions. And with the help of our inspirational speakers taking part in the Women in Tech podcast, we hope to play a part in making technology a more attractive and inclusive working environment for all. In this episode, we sit down with Jane Ososkina, Principal Solutions Architect and Developer Relations Lead at Banks. Hi Jane, thanks for joining me today as part of our Women in Tech Republic podcast. I suppose let's just kind of dive straight in. Um, If you could just tell us a bit about yourself and give us an overview of your career in tech to date, that would be amazing. Yes, of course. Um, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm Jane Osaskina and I'm a principal solutions architect and a developer relations lead at Banked. Um, So I can just start very quickly to tell you what Banked do as a company. So we're building a global digital payments network um, and our goal is to deliver a fairer, faster and highly secure payment network to our merchants and consumers. So what that means is we're offering a new checkout method to um, well to everyone really when you pay online for something you're able to authorize your payment with your bank you know, whose app you already have who you trust um, and it's super fast and super secure and it's a lot cheaper for the merchant yeah so uh, that's what bank do and um, in terms of myself at Banked. Uh, so we're at a very exciting growth stage. And um, as a developer relations lead and solutions architect, I cover quite a lot of different areas. So the first one is technical pre-sales. So essentially just working with all of our prospects to make sure that they understand our technology, that our technology fits with their technology, that it's meeting all of their use cases. And then when they onboard, when they implement our payment method, that their integration is as good as possible. And going forward, they're really using um, our payments to to its full potential. Mm -hmm. And also what I look after is technical writing, technical documentation, really anything that um, our customers developers see so also any implementation examples what we present at technical conferences mm-hmm. um, so everything really developer focused as well as developer advocacy in a sense that not only showing off banks to the world but also making sure that we listen to developers from the outside and our um, developer focused products are really as as good as they can be So I suppose as the developer relations lead at Banked, could you just tell us a bit about how you got into that role and what, if anything, kind of interested you in a role in developer relations? Was it kind of you just fell into the role or were you like actively, you know, wanting a role in developer relations? Uh, Yeah, of course. Um, I'll I'll start from back at university. Um, (laughs) I started at Edinburgh University doing physics. And until then, I've never actually tried uh, programming. 
at all. So in my first year, I took a programming course and I was amazed. It was great. You could you could write whatever program you want. You could make it look how you want. I was, I was like blown away. It was great. So I switched to computational physics, which is still physics, but, um, but also high performance computing. So effectively simulating physics experiments. So I really enjoyed this aspect of programming. So I thought, well, I guess I'll become a software developer. Yeah. So my first job after uni was in software development, which was which was great. Uh, and I enjoyed it and I was okay at <laughs> software development. Um, yeah. I wasn't amazing. And then I quickly found out that I didn't I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Uh, <laughs> and what I actually, I still really like the technology, but what I enjoyed was like understanding how the whole architecture works, how the system works and yeah. talking to people about it and solving problems, not just focusing on one very narrow thing. So I slowly moved over into being more customer facing. And I've since then I've been called a technical consultant professional services consultant, solutions architect, integration consultant, engineer, integration engineer, success engineer, a lot of different names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've also tried, I tried going back to academia for a while. I also tried myself in product, but ultimately I just kept coming back to this role where I can, I can solve interesting pro problems where I can understand how systems work together and where I can interact with with people yeah um yeah and that's how i got into it and i think that's just my my happy place where i'll stay yeah nice i mean it's interesting that you've had you know so many different like role names um and that you've had all of those kind of different experiences but you've always kind of found that one thing that you're really good at and that you're really passionate about and, and kind of kept coming back to that which is yeah. interesting <laughs> what would you say as a developer relations lead or a developer relations expert are some of the biggest challenges to the role and do you think that being a woman in the role has any additional challenges on top of on top of that um so in general i think the biggest challenge to the role is that you are constantly put into somewhat uncomfortable situations the role is very wide so as i mentioned i cover quite a lot of things but also i've worked across a lot of different industries and i've worked with a lot of different customers and everybody has a different technology stack everybody's trying to do a slightly different thing and you, you just can't know everything you're talking to people who have been doing something you know for 20 years and while i'll know my system really well i won't know their system and it is sometimes a challenge just being comfortable with not knowing and then admitting you don't know and then going away and learning about it yeah. that involves me asking so many many silly questions from my uh, my colleagues so for example most recently i had to learn about network security which yeah. i knew nothing about but i have to be able to speak to a customer about it so so i need to learn it and it's it's a challenge, but it's also, it's incredibly interesting. I literally get paid for learning new things almost every day. Yeah, it's great. And I, in terms of being, uh, having challenges as a woman, I think, I mean, I'll, I'll say, you know, as, as a woman, I don't have a problem doing this, this role. I think it's a lot more based on your personality and what you're interested in and just having that 
pure curiosity and yeah. there are loads of women who can who can do it but I think it's just it is a very male heavy uh heavy profession yeah so it's not it's not necessarily a challenge but uh for me it did take take a while to start feeling more more comfortable in this role and more comfortable asserting myself it's yeah you know you're brought into it as as an expert and you are an expert you do know your own system better than others but also you don't know everything and especially if you you know you look different from everybody else in the room it's yeah. it can be challenging um asserting yourself and feeling comfortable but also ultimately you are there to help customers you are brought in to help them even if you may not look like what they expect you to look like um you do help them and you know they once you work with them for a bit they they will see that you're helping yeah. them so it's um i think it's a it's a bit of a challenge but it's it is definitely possible to overcome it and i think it yeah it just took me a few years to to feel to start feeling more comfortable yeah, yeah. i suppose that's kind of the the beauty of the challenge is that you kind of know it's there but you know you can you can very you can you can overcome it with like the learning that you're doing and, and proving yourself I suppose yeah yeah exactly and I suppose off the back of that and to flip that on its head what are some of the benefits of being a woman or just uh like the benefits of being in a developer relations ro role um at all and would you say that people need to have a technical background to get into the role or is it something you know you can find a different path into into the the position um so in terms of uh being the benefits of being a woman in a developer relations role as i mentioned i think this role is a lot more about personality which mm. is which is actually good and it's a benefit and as i mentioned often you will be the only um woman in the room and that can be a challenge but that can also be a benefit you already don't really fit in with people's stereotypes which means that you might as well just be yourself yeah i'm you know i'm quite excitable and for a while i tried sort of blending in but it you don't really have to yeah you know, people need to get used to you anyways so might as well just be yourself and uh the few recent companies i worked for you can wear what you want which is great as well so i think that's actually really a benefit but, yeah, yeah, you don't have anything to hide behind, so you can just totally be yourself, which is yeah, really yeah, exactly. Um, and again, and the more you do it, and the more you learn, the more comfortable you are in it. And yeah, it can be great having a job where where you can be yourself. So I think that's definitely definitely a benefit in terms of um, needing a technical background to get into the position. I'd say. Yes and no. I've seen people get into this position from very deep sort of software development backgrounds, but also I've seen people um, get into developer relations from less technical positions like customer success, tech support, project management, product management, sales, anything really. Uh, it's really about the ability and willingness to to understand systems to learn new technologies to be curious to be able to build relationships internally with everyone in the business and externally so for example when i'm hiring for my team i look i, I do look at experience if you're looking for you know for a senior person but it's it's mainly personality and just having somebody who can 
who's willing to learn and isn't afraid to put themselves into that situation mm. because yeah as i mentioned you'll if you i think even if you've been doing it for 30 years you you won't know everything that your customers know and you will yeah. need to learn new things so i think it's a great role for somebody who's who's just interested in in technology and you can come towards it from from any direction really yeah i mean it sounds like like you said the the personality is kind of a key thing and not and like being able to admit when you you kind of don't know something and and being keen and curious to learn about that that thing and happy to kind of ask people questions rather than purely kind of technical which is interesting yeah exactly and you know and the technical aspect comes from experience the more you do it the the more you learn and the more you learn about different things and the more everything starts to make sense together and again i i think of everything as systems so you can learn your own company system but then also just the technology landscape that's ultimately also a system where everything sort of interacts with each other and yes. the more you do this role the better you understand the whole the whole system and the more technical you become even though the technical might not be the same kind of technical as you know a javascript developer who's been yeah. doing javascript for 10 years <laughs> yeah yeah definitely okay so where do you see developer relations evolving do you think the role will be more prominent in companies in the future and kind of play a part in improving diversity in tech in any way um, I think developer relations, at least as a separate role or as a separate department, has been um, has been definitely gaining popularity uh, in in all companies really. And mm -hmm. I think companies are starting to realize that developers have a lot of sway in decision making. So you know, starting from, for example, AWS, the way they gained popularity was by having their freemium model, where junior developers can just try their first uh, program running it on the cloud yeah. for free and then as they gain seniority and their company needs to buy a cloud provider they already know aws of course they're going to go with aws yeah um but that's also happening more and more with b2b companies that are not necessarily very developer focused for example banked it's a payment solution right ultimately it's it is a business stakeholder to buys it who buys it um but having that developer backing, having developers know who you are, having the word around that your solution is good to implement, that really, really helps the sales process as well. Yeah. Um, and I think there is definitely a shift happening with companies putting more and more money into these roles. So again, what I mentioned from making sure that their company is represented in all of the relevant technical conferences, but also having good technical pre-sales, having solutions architects who are able to make sure that the customer has the best technical experience. So that's been moving away from this professional services model where, you know, you pay £1,000 a day to have somebody technical talk to you <laughs> if you want to make your implementation better. Yeah. It's moving towards a world where companies are really seeing the value in developers liking them um, so more and more money is being put towards it and the I think the role is growing in popularity which is which is great I think it makes a big difference I think also it actually improves the product massively because developer relations uh, people can feed back on the product on how it's actually used mm -hmm. it's I think it's really beneficial for for companies um, 
so I'm I'm really hoping to see more and more uh, more of it. Yeah, not just in startups, but also in large sort of enterprise organizations where I think the shift is starting to happen, but yeah. maybe a bit more, a bit, a bit more slowly. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's a role where, um, you know, diversity is important and having those kind of different opinions from different groups of people is is essential? I think it's really, really important. Um, effectively, this role is is the face of the company into the developer community, mm. um, and the the developer community, I think, is more and more conscious of of representation from different backgrounds in terms of gender, race, everything, yeah. really. Um, so I think is being more expected. Mm. Essentially, now if you're a company who's you know, who have 10 solutions architects and all of them are men in their 50s and they're the only ones who go out to clients or conferences, that doesn't look as good to the company anymore. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so I think actually this role has some very good pressure from the developer community to be more diverse. Yeah. And um, I definitely don't think we're there yet, unfortunately. <laughs> but I think, again, it, I, I think it is shifting and I think it is really important for this role, but you know, not just in terms of optics for the company, uh, mm. but also because the again, these are the roles there. Um, we're talking to the developers. We're taking input from the developer community. The developer community is also not completely um, homogenous. Yeah. <laughs> so you you really want to represent the developer community. Um, yeah. So I think it's really important to have different kind of inputs just like just like in any any other role I just think it improves the you know the team it improves the output so much yeah definitely and I suppose that leads on quite nicely to my my next question which is is there anything you think that businesses or the, the wider tech community should be or could be doing better to to support more women into careers in tech and to improve that that diversity piece, both both from, I suppose, someone in, in your type of role and from like the developer community point of view as well. Yeah, I think, um, so there are two, I guess, ways to improve diversity at companies and in the community. One is through, through hiring new talent. Yeah. And this is, you know, I'm guessing if you speak to, to anyone who's hiring in tech, it is very difficult to hire diverse and I think the issue is mainly coming from is just really difficult to get um diverse hiring pipelines mm, yeah. you you know you get 20 CVs and they all look the same and yeah. you speak to recruiters and you ask them for diverse pipelines and they do nothing so mm -hmm. I think as a company if you keep asking and ultimately if you say I'm not going to look at any more of your CVs unless you get some diversity in there I yeah. think just putting more pressure that way is is something that companies need to do because if you take the easy route and just go oh I'll I'll hire who, whatever CVs I see uh, unfortunately from my experience without really trying you won't see diverse CVs yeah. which is really sad it's yeah I'm think with uh, banked is fully remote so that's actually been a bit easier just because also you have a wider range of cvs to look yeah, at if you're sure. hiring globally um, it makes so it easier i suppose for you know people that have got 
do need flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you can um, hiring remote, hiring flexibly, you know, mm-hmm. if somebody can only do so many days a week or if somebody can only do can't start early mornings, that's that's really fine. Yeah. It's just being more more open and inclusive with people in terms of hiring. Yeah. Yeah. And just demanding to see more diversity in the pipeline, I think really will help with hiring. And the other aspects of improving diversity at a company is through allowing, well, really everyone at the company to to be their best selves and to excel and through that to move up. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, again, from what I've seen there, is often more diversity at, in more junior roles but the more senior you go the less diverse it can be yeah and that's really also on the businesses on, on or on the managers to make sure that people and also people from uh the less represented groups feel feel comfortable you know being their best selves if there's maybe if there is another role that's more that's better suited for them so for example if you want to do developer relations and you are in tech support you know having your company encourage you to do that to move into a more technical role i think that's really important or just encouraging people to well i guess letting people ask for promotions making those conversations more open again being more flexible with your workforce so even as people progress to managerial roles where they can be more flexible if that's required just really making sure that people from diverse backgrounds who are already in the company can grow and take more senior positions rather than hiring uh, externally at the top and you know and hiring less diversely yeah yeah definitely i think that's a really important point because i think when you don't see anyone that reflects who you are in those more senior positions you're less confident in being able to take those positions within your own whether it's within your own company or uh, like applying for a for a higher job in another company if you if you don't see other people like you in those roles you're probably less likely to to go for those roles and and be less confident in in yourself so that's a really good point definitely yes absolutely so moving on then um i feel like community seems to have become quite a I suppose a buzzword in the business world recently. Um, Everyone's talking about it no matter what industry you're in. Um, So what does community mean to you and why do you think it's important, particularly within within tech? To me, a community is a safe space where you can go and you can feel supported and you can get you can get advice without without feeling judged. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's really I think it's incredibly important for for people at really at all stages in their career especially if you're trying something new it can come and it can come from different places right it you might get a community just if you work somewhere for a while it can be your ex colleagues or it can be somebody you met at conferences and if you feel comfortable just going and talking to them that's great but also for people who are maybe new to an industry and don't know anybody there yet I think that's especially when a supportive community can be so important just Mm. seeing all of the people who are already doing maybe the thing you've just started doing or thing that uh, you want to do and being able to ask questions and being able to ask for advice and maybe seeing finding mentors or finding role models I think that's 
that's incredibly important. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, you know, what, one of the reasons why I think our women in tech community has kind of, especially when we were in like lockdown and no one was seeing anyone um, throughout COVID, it kind of really took off. Um, we, we kind of started it the back end of 2019 and then, yeah, throughout COVID, it kind of really took off. And I think it's because, you know, these people had a place to, to ask those questions or to listen to each other's stories and to, to find other people that might be doing things that they want to do or that they are doing and how or how are they doing it and things like that so I think from from that perspective yeah I think community is I suppose particularly within in, within an industry like tech where mm -hmm. there is quite a disparity between what well, not just gender but like ethnicity and all those things um I think yeah especially within an industry like that it's really important and has proved really valuable for for particularly the people within our community it yeah it's proved a really valuable um tool for them and their careers absolutely final question then what's the best piece of advice you've received that has stayed with you throughout your career that you can share with everyone the best piece of advice i've gotten was to do what i want and i can explain <laughs> it a bit i'm a by nature, I'm generally really prone to deliberating on over any decisions and worrying about disappointing someone if I take the wrong decision and I think things over way too much. And <laughs> yeah, for the longest times, yeah. <laughs> I'd come to my friends and they'd be like, Jane, just do what you want. And mm -hmm. it took me a while to internalize it. But once I have, that's been amazing for both my career and personal life, just because you know, in your career, that can mean if you if you're really interested in something, you can go for it. If there is a project you want, you can start driving it. If you want to change to a slightly different role, you can start talking to your to your manager about how to make it happen. And really, it just it just makes sure that you are happy with what you are. And I think if you're happy with what you're doing you're going to be so much better at it because people yeah. generally people see enthusiasm people see that you like it and then you get more and more opportunities yeah whereas if you stay doing what you don't really want you're like yeah. you, you will look a little bit miserable and you know career progression will be a lot a lot harder and yeah so with that i've just sort of learned that it's it's fine to ask it's fine to fail, but as long as I want to do something, if I actually want it, just going for it is really good. You'll, you know, you'll look proactive. Even if it fails, that's fine. You've learned. People still think that you're proactive and generally at least you show up to meetings smiling, which is great. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but and, and the flip side of that is not doing what you what you don't want and I don't mean like oh I, I won't do this jury ticket because I don't feel like it yeah. but more just yeah just not staying uh for too long in a role where you're just clearly unhappy and feel like you can't actually you know develop in the direction where you want you can't learn the things that you want because I'm I have been very privileged in a sense that I've been able to go after after what I want mm. and sometimes it's easier sometimes it's harder but ultimately I think there are small steps that you can take in it and drive your career in the direction that you that you want or in the direction that you think you might want to try even if it doesn't work out yeah definitely and I, I, like 
again, I, I suppose it's about being in control of like your own career, isn't it? Like, you know, you can ask at work if there, there is a direction, like you said, if there is a direction you want to take and if that mm. doesn't materialise and that doesn't pan out the way you hoped it would, you can still do things to to help yourself and to achieve those things you're not like you said you're not you're not stuck it's not just like oh well I didn't get what I want so I'm not going to try again you kind of I suppose on the back of that you have to kind of pick yourself up and if you don't get what you want you still you can still keep trying and and making yourself happy I suppose yeah exactly okay well perfect thanks for thanks for joining me jane um it's been really interesting to to hear your story and hear you know your answers to questions we've never actually spoken to you know someone in developer relations so it's really interesting to to hear your thoughts on on that role and how you see it evolving as well thank you it's been great to be here thanks so much for having me